Hey there, badass! Welcome to the Leading Rebels podcast, your bi-weekly dose of inspiring advice dished up by Kikassi Milliers. I'm your host, Catherine Dell, and this is episode one of season two, an interview with writer and podcaster Monica Cade on how to communicate like a leader. Welcome to the second season of the Leading Girls podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to kick off this brand new season with this interview with Monica. I recorded it while it was still winter in Berlin and was very jealous of Monica being based in sunny Australia. Monica Kidd is a writer on self-awareness, a true wordsmith at heart. Through her work, she supports people to express themselves and be better communicators. Her offerings include masterclasses, one-on-one consulting, and copywriting. She believes that self-expression is the foundation for creating a life we love. Can I get a hell yes to that? Her aim is to encourage each person to communicate with purpose, clarity, and power. Monica also hosts the Monica Kate podcast and has an ongoing love affair with the ocean. She sounds awesome, doesn't she? (laughs) She definitely is. So let's dive in now to get her inspiring advice on how to communicate like a leader. Welcome, Monica. I'm so happy we could connect all the way between Berlin and Australia. So that was definitely, uh, I think you're my furthest guest I've had on the podcast. So very happy that we could make it work. Do you want to maybe introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I have to say, I don't think I've ever had a podcast with anyone in Berlin either. So it's the first time for both of us. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. So introduce myself. So I am a writer and a communication consultant, and I work with all kinds of people. So I work individually with smaller brands or personal brands who are looking to really find a voice for their dream. And so I help them really fine tune and get clear around what that is, because sometimes we have a dream, but we can't quite articulate it. Or maybe we kind of know what our message is, but sometimes we're a bit overwhelmed with all the different areas of our business. And so that's what I help uh, small businesses and personal brands with. And then I also work with bigger companies and I do communication workshops and speaker training masterclasses. And I also have an online communications program as well. So I'm all things communication and helping people express themselves better to be better leaders and to live a better life. That's perfect. I was so excited to talk to you because on the first season of the podcast, this was something people said repeatedly. They were like, you need to know how to communicate with your team. You need to be able to have a vision, but of course, also not just for yourself, but show it and bring everybody with you on the journey. If you can't do that, then you can have the best vision in the world and it won't work. Yeah. Why do you think that communication is A, so important and B, why is it something that a lot of people still struggle with slash don't understand how to do effectively? Mm. I think to answer the first part, why it's so important is because we all have different minds and we all interpret the, interpret things through our own perspective and our own experiences. And, and so if we can't communicate properly, then we can be sending mixed messages. And kind of like you just said, you know, you can have a vision, but if you don't know how to communicate that properly, first of all, what are people going to be wondering what it is that you do? And what are they, how are they going to connect with you? You know, like communication is a way of connecting with your audience, whether, I mean, it's not just your audience, it's not just in business, it's a way of connecting with 
people and human connection is one of the most powerful things and part of that is communication so that's why it's super important because if you can't do that then so many areas of your life can spiral into not so wonderful things and so in terms of the second part remind me what the second part was (laughs) sorry no worries it's what do you think people struggle with it so much what is it that trips people up um is it the nerves speaking in front of other people is it finding the right words is there something that you notice consistently that uh people struggle with when it comes to effective communication yeah so i guess it depends on i guess the scenario so in terms of public speaking the biggest see the, the biggest thing that i see constantly is that people don't feel confident they're so petrified to to communicate and express themselves you know they get nervous in their bodies and i'm sure some of your listeners are probably nodding their heads going that's me that's me um and it in those moments it's because we're being put in a situation that's not necessarily natural you know a lot of the time we don't stand up to big groups of people or even ten- we don't do that very often and in those situations a lot of people are thinking about what other people are going to think about them. So keeping this more in a bit of a nutshell, when I work with people in regards to their speaking communication, then I really encourage them to take a very mindful approach and become aware of their thoughts in their mind and and are they grounded in this moment because it's only when our attention is on the future or on what other people think of us that we start to become nervous or anxious. But if we are just to concentrate our attention into this moment, I tend to say to my uh, my clients, I say, just imagine your feet are being anchored into the center of the earth and nothing is going to sway you. And if you're that centered in yourself, then it really allows you to just express yourself and share your message from a place of confidence and certainty in what you have to say. So that's one aspect if we're looking at public speaking. If, for example, it's more in a workplace situation where you have to, I don't know, communicate amongst team members and you sometimes, I I know I've had friends even that say to me, like, I just can't seem to get my thoughts in my head and, like, say them out loud properly. And and that's okay. It all comes with practice. You know, some of us are better communicators by, by speaking or some are better at writing. And so it's really just about working out what are you really good at and where, where could you use improvement. And then it's sitting down with someone like myself or even someone who you feel is a good communicator and maybe asking them to help you express yourself a little bit better. And the more you do it, you can you can absolutely teach yourself to talk to other people and not feel so overwhelmed or anxious or, or nervous. Definitely. And I think um, practice makes perfect. It's in every sense of life. And I agree that people often, when it comes to public speaking, it's one of those areas where they're, yes, I'll work on it, but they don't maybe think of it right away that these like smaller in quotation marks interactions in the workplace or one-on-ones are also opportunities um, to develop how you communicate. Mm, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, we're communicating every day. So we're sending text messages, we're sending emails, we're talking to our family, we're talking to our friends, we're talking to the guy who makes our coffee, you know, like we are constantly communicating. So observe your own life, like you're already communicating. I guess it depends on what's your, I guess, intention or goal that 
how do you want to improve and just look at what you're already doing and see if you can improve in those smaller interactions before you, you know, head out for those bigger ones. Absolutely. And maybe specifically, because this just came to mind, one of the things that I've had also um, a lot of uh, female leaders say to me is one of the tricky situations they had to learn how to master was communication during conflict. So during those times where it's not a pleasant conversation necessarily, maybe some a team member, something, a project didn't go well, or in a very extreme situation, you have to let somebody go, or these situations where it's not fun communication, let's say. Do you have any um, tips or advice of how to handle this more confrontational moments? Yeah, sure. I know these moments can definitely be hard and especially depending on what kind of person you are. If you're a little bit more introverted, you probably don't like conflict so much and maybe you're not very good at arguing your point of view and and having a I'm not not necessarily arguing but you know having those difficult discussions. So if you're someone that does struggle with having those difficult discussions, for example in a relationship, maybe it's like a friendship or even a romantic relationships or with family. In those situations, a lot of the time you can ask to just have a few moments to collect your thoughts and come back to the conversation. What happens then is that we in a way, not break away, but we're able to remove ourselves from the high energy conflict, uh, you know, different emotions that might be happening in that moment and just take some air, take some space and allow ourselves to calm down. Because if we're in reaction mode, then we're not going to be able to communicate properly and we might say things that we don't actually mean or we might say things and they come out wrong because we're purely reacting based on what our emotions are doing on the inside. So next time you find yourself in that kind of a situation, see if you can just take a few moments to collect your thoughts. And if this particular person is just saying no, well, then just say you've got to go to the bathroom and just go to the bathroom and just take your take your time, take a few deep breaths, center yourself because essentially you want the best outcome and most people want to resolve things. So I can imagine that most of the time people will be willing to give you that space and then you can come back to the conversation. And when you're talking to someone, it's important that you don't say, but you did this to me and you never do this. And accusations are not really supportive when you're trying to communicate effectively. So essentially what we want to do instead is to just say, well, when you did this, it made me feel like you didn't care or it made me feel like I was not worthy or not important to you. And when you make it about how you feel, then it's totally about you because we're all entitled to feel how we feel when something happens. And so you're not wrong in in just expressing that's how it made you feel. And a lot of the times conflict arises because of miscommunication. And if you're able to have that open conversation, the person might come back and say, oh, my goodness, I actually didn't mean that when I said those things. I was coming from the place of, you know, X, Y, Z. So that's one way to look at it in a more probably uh, personal friendship kind of social Uh, context and in the workplace you can use similar aspects of that as well like you can a lot of the time you know you will be given some time before you have to have a big meeting so if you know that there's going to be 
something you have to go talk to your boss about, just be honest and, and don't try to hide or put blame on people, you know. I feel like in my own experience, the more honest I can be with someone, then it's funny how much more understanding they are, you know. And, yes, sometimes we make mistakes and maybe you have made a mistake, maybe you haven't, and maybe you have a really difficult boss. The best thing you can do is just be honest with yourself, communicate what you're feeling. And, you know, if you need to apologise, then apologise, but then move on from that. And if and if they don't receive that in the best positive light, then just at least knowing yourself that you did the right thing by you, you know, I think that's really important. Just know that people aren't always going to forgive you. So if you can just follow what's true for you, then you can sleep peacefully knowing that, you know, you did everything in your power that you could to rectify the situation. Absolutely. And I also agree that the removing yourself from the situation can also be super helpful work because, as you mentioned, especially in written communication, misunderstandings are so easy to make. And now when we even use, I would say, text messaging at work through you know Slack or other channels, it's super easy to misunderstand something. And it also can be very easy to get up very upset and like storm towards the person <laughs> and try to, what what is this about? But uh, taking those five minutes to maybe go for a walk or maybe make a coffee or, you know, first calm down and then do approach them, but more in a clarifying sense of, okay, let's, what did you actually mean? Let me first check before we can maybe then take that conversation further. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing with like, especially with online communication, you know, whether that's on the phone or email, we misread everything. You know, it's possible that the person didn't mean anything by it. You know, they could have been really busy and they were just really short, but then on the receiving end, the other person's like, oh my God, I've done something wrong and they're angry at me, you know, and they might not be. So yeah. And it's always important to clarify and not walk around with a grudge as well. Yeah, I think that's also complaining to your best friend about it and not actually talking to the person about it is also usually a tactic that backfires. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Flipping on, on the, I'm going to say quotation marks, positive side, how do you advise people who maybe need to speak up for themselves a bit more in a positive sense? Um, because one of the things that a lot of people have also said is like, you also, if you want to, you know, progress and be seen as a leader or have more opportunities, you also need to speak up and, you know, talk about the things that you're doing. And a lot of people, um, especially women, so unfortunately, are a little uncomfortable with that because they think it's arrogant to, you know, like highlight their achievements or anything like that. How do you maybe advise people who say I have, you know, issues talking well about myself without feeling inauthentic or arrogant or anything like that? Yeah, sure. I totally understand. I've had moments of that as well. I think it comes back down to really what is it that you're wanting? What what are you wanting to share with the world? You know, if you're really passionate about what you're doing and you're and you're doing a good job and you'll know if you are, you know, like we all have some sort of a gift and we all have some sort of a talent that, you know, allows us to do what we do well. And I don't think that we should hide that. And I think, you know, as women, we should support each other and celebrate each other. Now, I know that's not always the case. So I think start small. If you're petrified of self-promotion or talking about yourself, then start small, you know, like maybe sit down with a with a girlfriend or, or a guy friend or anyone that's close to you and just explain to them, I feel like I'm, 
you know, tooting my own horn or I feel like I'm a little bit into myself by sharing these things. And I'm sure that they will give you some perspective around that. And then you can just practice, you know, sharing your message. What is it that you want to say? If you want to share a new book that you've written, just why did you write the book? Like connect back to that message. You could say something like, you know, maybe you're talking to your particular audience or maybe you've been asked to speak on your book and you can just say, you know, I decided to write this book because I'm super passionate about surfing and it's something that's been close to my heart and I've spent a lot of love and energy into this book and I would love to share it with the surfing community. So I would really appreciate you know, your help with helping me share the word and, and, and those kinds of things. You can, if you focus on the love that you have for something, you can speak from that. You know, I think there's no arrogance in that. It's different when you start saying, oh, I'm a big deal and you take that kind of approach. So really just focus more on the love and the passion that you have for something. And I think your authenticity will shine through. I love that you're in Australia because the surfing example would have never appeared <laughs> They were definitely in very different weathers at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm jealous of yours. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't even have that example in my head. And it was the first thing that came in. I thought, we'll just run with this one. So, yeah. Well, there no, you go. It. It's bringing a beachy vibe into a very cold winter. So, <laughs> Yes, yeah, spreading a bit of sunshine your way. Yeah. But no, absolutely. I think it's also, as you said, getting another person's perspective in is also super helpful. I've also heard people say they kind of think, how would somebody else talk about them? Or, you know, if also connected to my next question, which is learning to say no, because that's something that technically is it's not a bad thing that you want to be super helpful and want to say yes to everything. But at the end of the day, that's unlikely to be possible. Mm, how do you help yes. people say no? Yes. So it's really about your priorities. So I would say to anyone who feels overwhelmed with all these things that they feel pressured to say yes to, I would just stop first and go, okay, well, what is it that I value? And these things that you feel pressured to say yes to, have a look at each of them and say, all right, is this bringing me closer towards myself and towards my dream? Or is it in alignment with my values or is it taking me further away? And if it's taking you further away, then maybe that's something that you're going to say no to right now. And or maybe it's something you'll say no to because it's just not really aligned with who you are. Now, a good approach if you're a bit afraid to say no to people is you can just say, look, right now, thank you for the offer. I'm super busy working on some projects. However, I'd be happy to reconsider maybe later in the year. And if they want to touch base with you, they can, and then you can revisit that later on. Or if it's something that you know for sure that you're, it's not really aligned with who you are and you don't really have that much interest in it, then also be as honest as you can. And you can be very kind and um, in your delivery. So you could say something like, look, thank you very much for the offer, but I don't really feel it's quite aligned with what I'm working towards this year. However, best of luck with your project. And how people receive your message is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is your delivery and just to be as kind as you can. And and that's all you can do, really. Absolutely. And I also read something yesterday, which was which I thought was interesting, was that when either you're in the camp that you always automatically say yes to everything or you're really uncomfortable in the moment when somebody asks you for something 
um, to maybe just go like, I need to check my calendar. Let me just get back to you tomorrow on that. And that just also buys you that little bit of extra time so you can have some distance from it and actually think about it before just making a shotgun decision. And also it's then you're not telling them, yes, I will. You're just like, I will get back to you. And then that's okay to then also get back to them and say, actually, no, this is unfortunately not going to work out. Yeah, that's an excellent example. I agree with that. That's also really good to use if for if you were in an interview, a media interview, and they asked you a question that maybe you don't know the answer to, or even if you were speaking in public and someone asked you and you're not quite sure what the answer is, but you'd probably know if you went and researched it, you can use that tick as well to buy you some more time too. There's nothing wrong with not having the answer or needing extra time to come back to someone. I think that point you raised is really important. I was wondering, getting into the nitty gritty of it. <laughs> so somebody might say, okay, I'm fairly decent at speaking. I don't, you know, it's I'm to my team or in bigger settings, but of course we can all always improve. Is there some little like language tips of how to avoid saying something or, I mean, be it the really, really well-known um, or be it something else that people don't even notice that they're doing? How can you teach people to maybe be more aware of language and maybe little tips on how to improve it sure so yes um is like the biggest word space filler that's what it is a lot of people are afraid of the space or the pause and the silence so instead of just pausing they'll say um because it buys them time just notice where you say um and see if you can start pausing in those moments when we're on stage, sometimes it feels like our pause is so long. But in fact, when you pause, it draws the audience in and it gives you a much stronger approach. It kind of says, hey, I'm confident in what I'm saying and I'm saying something really important. So I would encourage that. And if you recognize that you're saying um already, you're already aware of it. And if you haven't realized but now realize, then the process is already starting for you. You'll start to notice that you recognize when you do say it and you'll probably be like, oh, I said it. And you'll probably continue saying it for a little while longer. But then over time, it will slowly begin to phase itself out. And if you use the pause instead of the um, that can be really helpful as well. In terms of podcasts or audio interviews, rather than like a platform where you're speaking on a stage, you can also listen to yourself, record yourself, and then listen to yourself back and just to write down the words that you constantly repeat a lot. So I did that when I first started my podcast. There was a list of words that I noticed that I said quite frequently. And after I wrote them all down, over time, I started phasing them out. And it helps you find new words. So it helps you become a better communicator because you're looking for other words rather than just repeating the same thing over and over again, which can sometimes, you know, if you are doing an interview, you kind of feel stuck for what to say next. So that's another good little tip to use. Yeah, notice that too as well, that there's, especially when I transition from somebody just having said something to my next point, that I always, like, the connection between the two can often uh, be the ones I struggle with a little bit or use the same words all the time. So I think, as you suggested, listening back to yourself, even if you maybe held a speech somewhere or, you know, some ask a friend to record you at the next company meeting or something like that, to then notice what are the things that you do and don't do. That's a, that's a great tip. 
And then also, I was wondering, maybe this was a question for the beginning, but I'm saving it for the end. What brought you in this path that you became passionate about communication and clearly have spent a lot of time both working in it and then on your own communication with the podcast and everything? What kind of instigated you to to explore this area more? Mm, I guess in terms of interviews, I love speaking to people and I love hearing their story about that and then sharing that with other people. So, you know, we get to find out about cool new products or services or people just doing cool things. I've, I've always been very interested in the storytelling component. In terms of communication in writing, that's something I kind of fell into by accident. As a kid, I was always good at English, but I didn't really, you know, pay much attention to that. It was only when I left uh, high school and I was at university and I was studying a Bachelor of Human Resource Management and I just didn't want to be there. I felt like I was at doing the course because my parents wanted me to have a backup and I remember walking through the university grounds one day and I thought, oh, I'd just love to start a magazine. Now, this just came out of nowhere, but this thought kept like playing on my mind for quite a while. And at this time, it was when blogs and online magazines were just not heard of. It was, you know, there was very few bloggers out then, nothing like there is today. And I think within a month's time, I ended up starting my own online magazine and I asked my friend to come on board and be the creative director. And so we ran that for two years in Sydney and Melbourne with a team. And because I had to interview people for the magazine, that's kind of where I realized I had a gift as a writer and I actually loved the process. There's, for me, when I write, it's just I connect to this space within me where it's almost like I'm pulling these words to come up with this like beautiful way of expressing a person's message or, you know, a different story. And I find that really enjoyable. So in terms of writing, that's kind of how it all stumbled. And then the podcast thing, I think it was a natural progression uh, a couple of years ago because it just kind of came to me again as well. I, I wanted to do more interviews and communicate with more people but in a different setting and then podcasts were the, in things. So I was like, okay, let's give this a go and we'll see how that goes. And and that's been a journey up until now and it's still going. I love it. Also, what are some things that you've been doing to improve your own communication you mentioned of course which is perfect listening back to yourself are there other things that over time because as you said you've been dealing with words both written and spoken for a long time now that you use to improve is there any resources that you found great any books any tactic anything that you would recommend to other people to try out to be honest, the greatest teachers for my communication would have been my personal relationships. So whether that's partners or family. And the reason these are so good is because, especially family, they will pull you up on the stuff that you constantly do that isn't so great. Absolutely. And isn't it crazy? And it's, yeah. like, it's the people that grind you up the wrong way the most that are your biggest teachers. So I often... I feel like for a lot of my life, I kind of didn't express myself properly. I, I would, I didn't, I didn't like, and I still don't particularly like it, but I'm much better at it. You know, having conflict and having a, a heated discussion face to face, I feel like I need a bit of time. But 
so before I would just shut down and I just wouldn't say anything. And then this poor person that's trying to communicate to me is just dealing with this person that's completely shut off. And that would be really frustrating. And then it wasn't probably until maybe three and a half years ago where, you know, from a particular relationship, I realized how much I was shutting down and how detrimental that was to the relationship. And so from then on, I vowed to myself and I promised myself because I wanted to be better for myself that I would express myself more. So, you know, anytime that I would feel that emotion of wanting to shut down or feeling like somebody was attacking me, including around my family, they were great reflections for me. I would still react probably on the inside, but I would do everything in my power to dive into that emotion and go, okay, and really express it. So express how I was feeling. And if I couldn't do it then, and I still continued on in the old fashion, then that's okay. I just recognized that, but I knew that I was giving it a go. And And I tell you, it gets easier and easier over time. So if any of the listeners, you find that you don't really communicate the best and maybe you do find it easier to shut down, just start practicing because self-expression is super important for our health and our mental well-being too. You know, if we hold it in our body and it can make us sick and unhappy and leads to so many different things, you know, like depression and all kinds of things. So it's really good just to express how you feel. And, you know, sometimes you're going through something and you need a bit of support from someone. So simply by just saying the words out loud to someone, sometimes that's enough, you know, to help you feel lighter or find light in the situation. So I highly recommend, you know, use your family despite how much they can drive you nuts and your close friends and partners. I love that. And also, I absolutely agree that it's about trying and continuing to try, even if it doesn't work out at first, but not becoming discouraged and, and seeing it as a journey. And nobody's perfect at it, even if, you know, you've been working at it forever. <laughs> totally. It, yeah, look, I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly hoping that I'll always learn. You know, I think we can learn so many things about ourselves and I don't think there's a finite point where we stop. So, yeah, it's an ongoing journey. Is there anything you would like to leave the listeners with? Any special advice or tip or takeaway that um, you think is super important? Sure. One thing I find when people get a little bit overwhelmed is that they've gone too far ahead of the moment. And I would say just come back and take the first step. So whatever it is that you're working towards in your life or if you're you know, coming up against a challenge or Anything that's going on, just take the first step and then the next step will unfold for you. But we can't make the decision until we take the first step. So that would be it. Yes, that's actually one of my favorite sayings is along the lines of uh, clarity comes through action, not thought. So when you just overthink everything, there's nothing happening. But if you start doing something, even if it's very small, that's when you'll start making progress. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that one. I haven't heard it, but it's a very strong um, phrase. I like it. Well, thanks so much, Monica. I love this conversation. Um, I hope the listeners, or better said, I know the listeners, will take away some great tips on how to be better communicators, not only as leaders, but everywhere in their life, which um, I think is super important that everything bleeds into everything else. So thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and I will definitely let the listeners know how they can listen to your podcast and see all the amazing work that you do as well. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you can find me at monikak.com and um, you can find my podcast there as well. But it's been a pleasure chatting with you. So I hope everyone enjoyed the show as well. Thanks so much, Monica. Thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode helped you unleash the badass boss within you. Find the link to this episode's post with more on today's guest in the show notes. Love this episode? Head on over to iTunes or SoundCloud to subscribe and never worry about missing an episode again. Until next time.